Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. Welcome to episode 121 of the English with Kirsty podcast. And this week we're taking a break from the Better English series and we're going to talk about something else. So um, today I'd like to talk to you about an article that I found and I'm also going to link the article from the show notes page because I'm not just going to read through the article as I do with some of my articles because well, it's it's not my article and if you want to read it, you can read it yourself. So um, if you want to have a look at the original, the thing that inspired me to talk about today's topic, then you can go to the show notes page, which is englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 121. And I will link it from there. Um, and also while you're there, if you want to contact me at all, then you can do that. If you want to sign up for the newsletter, you can do that. Um, there's also a Facebook group, um, which is different to my Facebook page because it encourages a bit more um, discussion and participation. So if you're interested in that, you can sign up for the Facebook group. Um, there's just a couple of questions that make sure that the people who are trying to join are people who really want to learn English. Um, but they're not difficult questions, so there's that to do. And then, yeah, then you can join in with whatever else is going on. It's The main focus is on business English, but we also talk about other language related things as well. So, so if you go to englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 121, you will also find the article that inspired today's episode. And it's about meetings and how talking in meetings is a good thing, but talking less in meetings is can be a better thing for you. And that sounds a bit counterintuitive. You know, why is it good to talk less? Because then people won't know who you are. They won't know your ideas. How can that be a good thing? Um, and the article really explains why. And I just want to pull out a couple of things that were said in the article because I think they're also relevant to people who are operating in a language that isn't their native language. So people that are in English speaking teams. I think it's also good for people who are speaking in their native language to think about this as well. So if that's you, <laughs> you only ever speak in your native language in meetings, then you know this could be useful for you as well because I think sometimes people overlook these points that were made in the article. So for a start, we're not talking about having shorter meetings. There are lots of ways that people try to do that, you know, sometimes by scheduling really short meetings. So people have to be to the point um, and sometimes people have meetings standing up. I've never done that. But the idea is that you're supposed to get through things quicker because nobody wants to be standing around and you're not all comfortable in a in a comfortable chair and going to sleep, you know, you're standing up, so you have to get things done quickly. But we're not talking about that here. We're talking about, you know, when you're in a group with people, how it's good to think about your contributions and to not be the person who says the most in the room. It's talking about making contributions that count so that people remember you, not because you were someone who talked a lot, but because you were someone who had a really good idea or a really interesting perspective. Um, and I was thinking back to a meeting that I attended a couple of months ago. There were maybe 10 people around a table and there was this one guy and I think he must have talked for about 50% of the whole time that we had the meeting. Uh, he wasn't chairing the meeting, he wasn't leading or anything, but he must have talked for about 50% of the time. And I think in terms of ideas and contributions, it was about 15%. 
So the rest of the time was just kind of talking really, but not adding a great deal of value. So the 15% was still good. You know, there were other people that contributed much less to that, less than that, but he could have done it in a lot less time and given other people more opportunity to speak. Um, and he didn't do that. And and so after a couple of times when he had a really long speech, then I was thinking, oh, no, not him again. This is going to go on for a while. Um, and you don't want people to think that when you start to speak in meetings. So um, I also wanted to talk about somebody else, but um, it was a friend of mine who said, who was talking about someone else and said that, that this person didn't say a lot, but when they did speak, people listened and and that really struck me as yeah that's that's interesting because it, it doesn't have to be the people that speak the most it's just the people that other people really want to listen to and that doesn't necessarily mean you're the, the person who speaks the most but if you've got really good things to say or smart things to say then people will want to listen to you and I know that's hard in meetings sometimes because it's sometimes it is really difficult to make your voice heard depending on how well the meeting's being chaired some people can interrupt each other it can be a a battle just to get your voice heard sometimes and so I know that that is difficult I'm saying here that it's good to speak less but sometimes it's just hard to even speak at all and to get people to listen to you so I am aware of that problem because I I have it too I won't compete and shout over people and sometimes I I really struggle just to get people to listen in the first place um especially if it's a group of people that I I don't know you know with people that you do know they can they can um know which subjects you know more about and that you're likely to have something useful to say on a particular topic but if it's a complete new group of people that that can be hard so i'm I, i'm aware of that because i have the same problem and, and obviously you have to be noticed in the first place you have to be known if you don't say anything then people won't know who you are so it's about getting a balance so you do want people to to put your name to your you know your face and to know what you're talking about you do have to add something but it's just getting that balance between being noticed for the right reasons and not going on and on and on and on and sending people to sleep and i think sometimes non-native speakers can feel a pressure to be noticed um, um because the people around them are all speaking a lot and and saying a lot of things and adding extra information and because they're not thinking about putting the sentences together they're speaking in their own native language I think sometimes native speakers can feel a bit under pressure to do that too but I would just advise you to, to think about the quality and it, it doesn't matter if someone talks for 10 minutes and you speak for two if what you say is more relevant or something that other people hadn't thought of then those two minutes are more valuable in terms of the whole meeting than, than, than the other 10 minutes. So I've I've been in the situation where I've been in meetings and I haven't said very much and it, it was kind of annoying for me as a non-native speaker at the time because I did have things that I wanted to say and you know if you, if you don't make any contributions people can think that you don't have anything to say that you aren't very smart that you aren't interested and so you know that is a danger you, you don't want to go too far to the other end of the scale because people will just think you're not engaged and and that's a bad thing so they, they need to know that you're there and that you have ideas but maybe just think about the ideas that you have and if you're somebody that's used to sharing everything as soon as it comes into your head it will be harder for you than people who reflect a bit more before they start speaking um, but if something's being discussed for example yeah it's good to add ideas to the discussion but if you have 
three ideas, for example, then think about which is the best one and give that one first. See what people think of that before saying, well, we could do this or this or this. And, you know, throwing loads of ideas out into the discussion. What What is your best contribution? What are your best ideas? And start with those. Because um, the problem when people are thinking about talking a lot is they're not thinking about listening as much. So you can talk and you can listen and you can also think about what you're going to talk about, but that doesn't mean you're going to listen at the same time. And I have been in meetings where people have, have come up with something like, oh, I've just had an idea. And that idea had been said by someone else about 10 minutes before. And it was kind of embarrassing for everyone because it made it quite clear that that person hadn't been listening. And it wasn't a, a language issue. It wasn't that they hadn't, hadn't understood. They just weren't paying attention, which happens. But if you jump in with your idea without listening, then it could be that that idea has already been spoken about and that doesn't look so good for you. Um, and in the article, they talked about this, this bar that you have for sharing your thoughts. So if the bar is low, then you'll share anything, anything that comes into your head you'll share it. Whereas if it's higher, you think, yeah, does that does that warrant sharing? Like imagine if you were only allowed to talk for, I don't know, five minutes in the whole meeting. What would you choose those five minutes to be about? And that's difficult because you may have a really good idea later on. I'm not saying that you should only allow yourself to speak for, say, five minutes, but just think, you know, if, if the time was short and I could only speak for a certain amount of time, what would I want to contribute about and what is my best idea? And this is really hard when other people aren't doing that, if they're just rambling on and sending people to sleep. I've been in meetings like that. It drives me crazy because I, I do quite struggle with that when, when people do that. Um, but it doesn't mean you have to do it. You know, just because other people are doing something around you that isn't massively helpful, you, you don't need to join them. And the research in the article, it said that, you know, if somebody had five ideas, like two really good ideas and three just OK ideas, then the okay ideas bring down the good ideas that all people remember was that that person had five ideas but not oh yeah they, they were two really good ideas whereas if you focus on the really good ideas and leave the others out unless people are still asking for ideas once all the other ones have been explored then you'll be remembered for that really helpful contribution so it's just a different way to look at things you you may think it's not helpful you may think you want to be seen as much as possible and to be contributing on everything that you can add to and, and that's your choice but i did think this was an interesting article i think it had some valid points and that's why i wanted to share it with you so if you want to see the original article you can go to the show notes page which is englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 121 and you'll find it there so i hope that gave you something to think about hope it was useful have a good week and have fun learning english episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.